What is up, our listeners? Hey, hey. Welcome to the Table Podcast. My name is Khalil. My name is Sean. And we are so glad to have you joining us on this episode. If you're new to the Welcome to the Table Podcast, maybe someone shared it with you, a friend sent you the link, or you just found it some other way, I just want to say, hey, thanks for joining us. We're so glad that you are here. This show is really a show dedicated to helping us become more faithful followers of Jesus in our everyday life. And so, Sean and I, we explore spiritual disciplines and who God is, attributes of God. We explore culture and church history and just really how all of those things are shaping us and work together to form us into the image of God because we want to be faithful followers of Jesus in this current moment in time. Yeah, and we also have an all-star lineup of interviews and guests that we try yeah, to, we to pull together. And if you have some time to look back on some of the episodes. We've got some great, great interviews there, and we have a lot of great interviews coming up as well, too. So Yeah, so we'd encourage you to go back, listen to some of those previous episodes, and hey, if the show is meaningful and valuable to you, we would love a five-star review. You can give a one-star review, but we will try and find a way to delete it or something. <laughs> to, no, but we would love your feedback. Any feedback helps us make the show better. Yep. And again, if it is a meaningful show to you, if it is beneficial, we would also love to have some of you join us as supporters on our Patreon page because that Patreon page, you can be a monthly contributor for any dollar amount you would like. And that continues to help us keep the show going, keep it high quality, have quality guests on here. And eventually we want to have some Patreon only content there for you as well. So sure. please consider becoming a supporter. We'll have the link in the show notes for you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we're diving into a spiritual discipline. Sometimes we use the word ancient practices as well. We use those interchangeably of study, of study. But we felt like it was probably a good idea just to even uh, kind of refresh everybody on the art of spiritual disciplines mm -hmm. or the different ancient practices that their purpose mm -hmm. is for uh, transformation, or as I like to say, even transfiguration. Uh, Khalil, I know you have uh, some thoughts on that as well. Yeah, I would just say the purpose of spiritual disciplines is to be transformed into a new kind of person. Mm -hmm. And we know that we are made in the image of God. We see that in Genesis chapter one, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but we know that we are also deformed by sin. And so we don't reflect God's image to the world uh, as we ought to. But through spiritual disciplines and through the gospel and what Jesus Christ has accomplished for us on the cross, we can actually be reformed, be remade, made new as the scripture says. And so these practices actually shape us in godliness and they allow us to put on a new heart and a new life and a new way of thinking that is in line with God's will and his eternal kingdom that lasts forever. And that's something that I think as we grow in the Christian life, you know, we learn that it's not just about being saved by Jesus, but over a lifetime being transformed and sanctified by Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like to use the term morphine mm -hmm. and shaping. And it's easy to just kind of look at all these different spiritual disciplines or these ancient practices and get overwhelmed and feel like, oh, I have to do these things. Well, in reality, if that's the case, we're, we're making those habits in those rhythms and those uh, disciplines idols. Mm. And it's not in order to get something that I do all these things. It's not in order to be something. It's in order. I do it from the position. I hold a certain position. That is, mm -hmm. I am loved by Jesus, that I, it does not matter what I've done or what I will do. It doesn't matter how well I've performed or how successful I am or am not. Jesus loves me overwhelmingly 
And it's from that position that I engage in ancient practices because I want to know him more and become more and more morphed and shaped by him and his word and his love for me and his kindness towards me. Yeah. And I think that's so good too, to remember, you know, all of us are practicing some rhythms or some habits in our daily life. And many of them are not forming us in the best ways. But these are actually gifts from God that he revealed to us. And I think about a gift. If someone were to show up and teach you five practices that you could do every single day that would make you a millionaire, Mm -hmm. uh, that would increase your net worth, and all you had to do was practice those, well, that's a gift to you to experience something new. And it's the same with the spiritual disciplines. These are a gift from God, rhythms and habits that we can walk in that don't just increase our wealth. They actually change and transform who we are into the image that we were made for. And so what a Mm -hmm. privilege, what an opportunity to grow in godliness. And so that's what we're talking about as we kind of dive into talking about the discipline of study here in a moment. But as we talk about growing in godliness, Sean, what exactly is godliness? Yeah. And we sometimes, I think of godliness or holiness are synonymous with one another. And you think of that person that just kind of is clothed in white. And it just kind of glides across the parking lot to church or out of church or wherever they go. And then whatever they talk, they're always talking. And it's like, wow, they are so godly. There's a choir of angels behind them. Yeah, the the, (laughs) and there's like the light that shines. We don't know from where because it's like raining because we live in the Pacific Northwest. (laughs) But it shines behind them and they walk and glide and everything. I I don't know if that's necessarily the picture we get in Mm -hmm. Scripture, especially I just think of 1 Timothy chapter 4, the whole chapter, really chapters 4, 5, and 6 is a great uh, study in this Hence, in this discipline of study and mm-hmm. training. And so the word train that Paul uses in First Timothy 4 is where we get the word gym or gymnasium. And he attaches that to the whole being, the whole person training toward something. In this case, godliness. And the word godliness in, in First Timothy 4, it means devotion. And so when you look throughout the, the the scriptures and some of the writings in the Second Testament, also known as the New Testament, there's a sense of how one worships. So godliness means how someone worships, how we act toward God, that we have how we show or demonstrate devotion because, and why does it matter? Why does godliness matter? Why does this at all make uh, sense for us? And it's because we are all devoted to something or someone we all worship like you said just a second ago we all have rhythms we all have day in and day out liturgies and and things that are forming us whether we know it or not whether we are intentional with it or not and paul just tethers this idea to godliness so in training our way, training yeah. ourselves. Richard Foster says something in his book called Celebration of the Discipline, which is another really great introduction to spiritual disciplines. And True. talking about growing in godliness and this discipline of study, he says, you know, many Christians remain in bondage to fears and anxieties simply because they do not avail themselves of the discipline of study. Yeah. He says they may be faithful in church attendance and earnest in fulfilling their religious duties, but they still are not changed. He says, I'm not here speaking only of those who are going through mere religious forms, but of those who are genuinely seeking to worship and obey Jesus Christ as Lord and Master. They may sing with gusto and pray in the Spirit, 
live as obediently as they know, maybe even receive divine visions and revelations, and yet the tenor of their lives remains unchanged. Why? He says, because they have never taken up one of the central ways that God uses to change us, the discipline of study. And I think that's really important for us to think about. It's easy to get stuck in our faith walk. Or I know a lot of people, you know, you want to know God more. You want to experience more of him in your life. You know that there's this transformation and life available, but you're not sure how to step into it. I would say begin with these spiritual disciplines. Begin even with the discipline of study first and foremost, or look at our Bible intake episode. Right. Because this is a central starting place where we learn the word and the will of God. And uh, Jesus made it really clear that without the knowledge of the truth, we will not be set free. He says, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free in John 8, 32. So without us having some discipline intentionality in our daily lives to grow in the study of God's word, we're going to be stuck. We're going to find ourselves, maybe we know who God is. We know what's available to us or we know what others are experiencing. But for some reason, it just seems like we're missing out. This might be one of those reasons for you. Yeah, no, that's really good. And the reality is, is every culture, whether it's a subculture or a macro culture or wherever, you know, it's in within family, within uh, a neighborhood or uh, whatever the case may be, is spinning some type of narrative and story. And if we don't know the story, if we don't know our story, if we don't know the story of Genesis through Revelation, then we will get stuck. Not only that, it's easy to get confused. Mm-hmm. It's easy to get discouraged. It's easy to put on a false person, a person that you were never meant to be. Mm-hmm. And so study helps not just correct that or whatever, it helps navigate, helps us navigate culture. So Yeah, and to the person who would maybe say, well, you know, I'm just not a reader. I, right. I'm not a reader. I, I don't read a lot. So maybe you hear people talk about reading the Bible or studying the Bible and you always kind of sigh. Like, oh, I know I hear it all the time but it's not something that I naturally do. Joe Lewis and Gordon Palmer, they write this article in a discipleship journal, and the article is called What Every Christian Should Know, Combating the Erosion of Christian Knowledge in Our Generation. And they basically say this, kind of summing up different senses. They say young people are not readers. This is not surprising since their parents rarely prize reading. These parents have never learned for the sake of learning, so neither have their children. So it follows that young people who read little of anything do not read their Bibles. And we know that we have more than just young readers. We have, uh, you know, adult readers and older readers or listeners, excuse me, as well. But I think this still comes into play when we, I think about the fact that culturally right now, reading is not valued. It's not generally celebrated or at least not reading for the purpose of study, maybe reading novels or different things like that. But I would just remind us that without the knowledge of the truth, we will never be free. And so for us to step into a new life, we need to do something different, something Mm -hmm. new. And that's going to involve the study of the scripture, which we'll talk about what that is and how to really start practicing that. Yeah. And if you're somebody who's struggles with dyslexia or struggles with some learning disabilities and things like that. I just want to encourage you to uh, continue to dive into this idea of study and reading. I have friends who will listen and whether it's an audio Bible or listen to books or different commentary work while they have their Bible open or while they have their commentary open, maybe it's a, it's an ebook or whatever. Some friends that do, um, there's like different websites, sites like Thinker Mm -hmm. that, 
do sum ups of books and cliff notes and things like that actually really help with this discipline of study. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of options for those who might have some kind of hindrance as well. And then there's just some like Khalil is really, we're really kind of targeting the ones that, you know, we just want to challenge you, give it a try. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to more of that a yeah. little bit later. Well, and I even have a friend who has dyslexia but uses his tablet mm. and gets books, and then put, they have uh, dyslexia-friendly fonts yeah. as well. So right. that helps him. So maybe some suggestions if you are in that category. Right. But what is study? That's what the big study? question. What are we talking about here? To define study, I want to define study as the intentional practice where one gives careful attention to what their mind is consuming in order to move in a specific direction. Mm. You might not have heard that definition before, but I want to zero in on a few things and help us understand that. It's an intentional practice. It means it's something that we are choosing to do, we're making time for, it's a rhythm that we are putting into our weekly calendars. We are giving careful attention to what we are consuming, what we are processing, what we are focusing on for the purpose of moving in a specific direction. Why does this matter? It matters because our mind will always conform to whatever it concentrates on. Maybe you've noticed this. You ponder something. You think about something. It might be positive. It might be negative. It might be a bad conversation you're dreading having or an argument that you've been in. Whatever we focus on or concentrate our minds on, we conform to that and we move in that direction. So our hearts will always follow the meditation of our minds. Yeah. So when we concentrate on God's truth, our hearts and our affections and even our desires begin to move in the direction of God's plan. We begin to long for what God longs for and desire his plans. The things we previously longed for that weren't beneficial, they actually, we begin to despise them and we begin to want something new. When we concentrate on these things, it changes who we are. And so the study and this intentional practice and giving focused, disciplined attention to truth, specifically the Bible, is going to move us in the direction of God's word. Absolutely. And I like to say, if you, and I didn't come up with this, I heard it from somebody, if you can worry, you can meditate. Mm -hmm. So we all are concentrating on something. Mm -hmm. And so what happens when we concentrate on the study of the word, the study of scripture, and uh, not just the study of scripture, but even just the study about scripture, commentary work, or different people saying mm-hmm. different things. And you can look at our journaling episode as well, and you journaling. Whenever we do that, we are more likely to concentrate on the things that are shaping us yeah. toward godliness. And I think, you know, it's important for us to remember, too, that society is is always shaping what we want to, what we concentrate on. Right. And most of the time, what society is trying to get our attention on is actually moving us away from God's best for our lives. True. You know, if we're focusing on our, our income, our money, maybe we're focusing on greed or selfishness, our envy, our anxieties, the bitterness that fills our hearts or the anger and the hostility towards people as we walk in on forgiveness, these kind of things would, and as well as the other things that culture says are most important if we're meditating on those, if we're concentrating on those, whether we think it's intentional or not, it's shaping us. And so this right. intentional practice to move in a different direction is crucial. And Jesus talks a lot about learning from him. He says in Matthew eleven twenty nine, 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And we need to remember that 
Accepting the yoke of discipleship from Jesus means committing to a lifetime of learning about Jesus and learning from Jesus. And we yeah. see this in the Old Testament where they, we were told, you know, or the Israelite people were told to um, to write on the doorposts and bind, bind the law around their wrists, right? So that right. they would have it between their eyes and in front of them. And the whole purpose of this instruction was so that they would have it on their mind repeatedly and regularly so that they would continue to be reminded of what was true because we know that with that intentional focus and that daily practice, our minds move in a specific direction. You go to Israel today, and when I was in Israel probably 12, 13 years ago, it was a while ago, you'd see people with these relics, if you will, that held the Torah wrapped mm-hmm. around their wrist and bound to their foreheads. Right. And, and so it was constant. It was that constantly ruminating and remembering and meditating on the scriptures. And so what does that mean? We're not advocating for that or anything, if that helps you do it. But what does that look like for us today? And just kind of want to drop that into our listeners' minds and hearts. We need to be consistently going back to the truth and, and going back to our study of the truth. And as we want to continue to grow as biblically wise individuals, remembering that learning and study is the mark of a wise person. One of the books written specifically for the purpose of giving practical wisdom, that's Proverbs, Mm -hmm. in it we discover that the characteristic of learning is one of the marks of a wise person. That's Proverbs 9.9, which says, give instruction to a wise man and he will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man and he will increase in learning. So, We see it as a central element of the scriptures, and we know that learning is going to be essential to godliness because no one will grow into and enjoy the blessings of any teaching of scripture if he or she hasn't actually learned it and and internalized it in their heart. It's hard to follow a God who you do not know, and it's hard to (laughs) obey scripture that you have not learned. And so if we want to grow in godliness, this discipline of learning is going to be really important. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the study, as you do it more, I've rarely, I have met a couple of people, some of my friends, but rarely do I meet somebody who has dove into study and not learned to love it more because when you dive into study, you learn more about Jesus, his love for you, his endurance for you, his faithfulness to you, so on and so forth. And so might I encourage us all, don't just say, I, I get it, but don't just say, you know, I'm going to study some of these things for the next year or two. No, this is a lifestyle on a lifetime mm-hmm. of saying, I am going to immerse myself in who Jesus is, who he says I am, into the story so that I might become the person he has called me to be. And I know there are a lot of people who have written on those things too. And we've mm-hmm. been very open about some of the resources for ourselves, one being Donald Whitney. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and Donald Whitney, as we mentioned, Richard Foster, who writes right. Celebration of the Discipline. Uh, Donald Whitney writes Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life, which is one of my favorites. And uh, mm-hmm. when he, he writes, I would remind us, you know, we're all learning stuff. It's true. Whether you're in school right now right. or not, we're always learning. But Donald Whitney says this. He says, how many people may attend church, worship faithfully, serve the Lord in and through the church eagerly, give to the work of Christ's kingdom generously, and desire to live Christianly in every aspect of their lives, and yet year after year demonstrate little evident growth in godliness? How can this be for people who love Jesus Christ and are indwelled by the Holy Spirit of God? 
In many cases, it's because they devote so little mental energy to the most important kind of learning, learning about God and the things of God. And so that is why study is such a central spiritual discipline to the Christian life. Yeah. And we want to help you learn how to walk through it, how to do that in a really practical way. Yeah. Very quickly, how do we study? What does that look like? Now, Foster gives four steps. He says repetition, concentration, comprehension, and reflection. We won't dive into those. Read, grab the book if you'd like. Also, Dallas Willard talks about the art of study as well. But one of the things that I really enjoy personally is an inductive Bible study. That is, every time you sit down and open the scriptures, there's three things. Observation, interpretation, and application. Call them different names if that make you help you but observation is what stands out what do i notice what is happening in the text mm-hmm. interpretation what does it mean uh let scripture interpret scripture there maybe there's good commentary or, or something that can go with that and then application what does it mean for me not just me but what does it mean for my family for society for our community and so on and so forth how does this affect my everyday right. i like to think of that application question of in light of what I just read, how should I live different? Right. How should I be changed? So you're observing the scripture and noticing what it is saying within its context, interpreting what the, the principle or the lesson there is, and then applying it to yourself. So we're not saying, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. This is going to mean this for me. But in light of what scripture says or was instructing these people at this time, this is how I then should be conformed or should be changed. Right. And if we have a good study Bible, I recommend a study Bible that you can understand. I like the ESV study Bible. There's an NLT. There's an NIV. There's all kinds of different study Bibles. They will have comments or commentary on those scripture verses that even gives a little extra insight. And nowadays, these study Bibles are very readily available mm-hmm. and they're really good to dive into and to have. And I would say difference in commentary. I've noticed that the ESV is more focused on kind of maybe interpretation of what is going on there. And like an NLT, a New Living Translation Study Bible, is very focused on the application right. piece, right. Uh, which makes it a lot easier to maybe get a lesson out of the scripture if you're struggling with that piece. But yeah, those resources yeah. are really helpful. Yeah, and you can easily get those online as well. There's lots of different ways to do that. And I would just encourage you, our listeners, I we worked hard on these four Ps, okay? <laughs> Have a place, praise, pace, and practice. So have a place where you sit where you stand, where you kneel, where you open your script, the scriptures up, the Holy Scriptures, sacred writings. Make sure you praise Jesus. Praise the Holy Spirit. Ask him to illuminate your understanding before, pray, you know, pray that before you um, even uh, start to read. And then pacing. How long? If you've not done this, Start five minutes a day. Try and do a chapter a day. What's the pacing that's going to work with you right now? And that may increase or whatever different seasons it changes. And then the practice. So what's the rhythmic practice of this? Is it in the morning? Is it at night before you go to bed? Is it right as you get up? Is it at lunchtime? You're taking out of your 30 or 45 minute lunch, you're taking 10 or 12 minutes. What is the practice there for you? So place, praise, pace, and practice has been very helpful, I think. It could be. 
Absolutely. And so we just want to encourage you, get started. You know, choose when you will begin. Because if you do not determine when you will begin, we continue to kick the can down the road and we sacrifice. We sacrifice Mm -hmm. an abundant life that is available to us simply out of what? Complacency Mm -hmm. or because we find it difficult to start something new. So we highly encourage you to get started today. Find a commentary, find a study Bible, pick that place, praise, pace, and practice with consistency. And I will say, persevere in it. Just keep going because you might not notice a lot of change right away, but over time, what will happen as you study the scripture with this intentional practice and this careful attention to what you are consuming, you will notice your mind and your heart move in a specific direction, that direction being the things of God. And that is the desire for our life. This is one of the central disciplines in which we experience that. Absolutely. And for my last word, I would say, if it helps you, invite someone in with you. Maybe you do a a study together, communal, but also individually, and then come together and talk about it. I do that with my wife. It encourages you and it helps you to persevere. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Hope it's valuable to you. Hope you share it with someone. As always, give us that review. Give us some feedback. Type something in the Apple podcast and let us know what you think so we can continue to grow. And then if you would like to be a supporter on Patreon, look at the link in the show notes and you can become a supporter for any dollar amount to help us continue to put out quality episodes, keep the content free and have valuable guests on the show. As you continue to go, may you grow in godliness through the study of God's word and may you experience all of his goodness and all of his favor in your life as you do. God bless. God bless you. Yeah.